Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jeff Goodman, ESPN. Goody, how you doing, man? You're on with Lou and Christian Fourier. The MFers. Oh, do I got I to I I bring you up, oh, the, the green has to turn oh, to red, Lou. Lou, what do you yeah, do? The green has Listen, to turn to red. Goody, I'm over here in this chair. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I thought Joey would put you up, but I got to put you up myself. That's okay. We've been f- doing this for like 15 years already. No, I'm in, I'm in the wrong seat. I, I just, he didn't know the I, number, Jeff. I, I can't figure this thing out. Goody, at what point can you um, – do, do, do you have to take Joel Embiid? At what number in this draft is it the point where you just can't pass on him anymore? If I'm Philly at number 10 and I've already taken somebody at number 3, maybe a Noah Vonley, a Julius Randle, Maybe even Dante Axon, who I don't think fits that well with Michael Carter-Williams. But if I've already got a, got one in the hole that I know is solid and Embiid falls all the way to 10, which is not, guys, it's not going to be ridiculous if that happens. You so, know, I don't know if Boston takes him if he slips to number six. You know, he's got the back issues that are still a concern, and now he's got the foot issue that could put him on the shelf for the entire you know season this year. So... I think it's going to be tough for teams to take a shot on him because, frankly, if you're a GM and you do that, you get crucified if this guy isn't able to play and, and be healthy uh, throughout the early part of his NBA career. Now, you've obviously watched the player an awful lot covering NCAA basketball. When you when you see these types of injuries, it'll affect any basketball player. We know that. We've seen that. But his game in particular, how concerning would it be? Yeah, no, very. I mean, extremely. This is... This is a big guy who weighed in about 270 pounds. Uh, last I was told that it worked out. And, you know, a foot injury is significant. This is, listen, Yao Ming's career ended with a foot injury, with, with a similar injury. Uh, and big guys especially, are, it's troublesome. Uh, but, again, in conjunction with the back issues, which are going to be something that's going to need, you know, need to be certainly watched throughout his career, I just think it's too much in a draft, guys, that's pretty good at the top. And, and that's kind of the caveat here. Last year, if this had happened, I'd say, well, listen, I'd still take Embiid somewhere in the top three because the draft was terrible. This year the draft is pretty darn good where you could still get a guy like an Aaron Gordon potentially, uh, maybe Julius Randle if he slips, although I don't think he'll slip that, that low, you know, at seven, eight, nine. I mean, you know, Doug McDermott probably kind of goes at nine. Then you've got to – Somewhere in that range, you've got a decision to make. Do you take McDermott, whose upside isn't nearly as high as Embiid's, but he's healthy, you know what you're going to get? It just depends on what the, the, the GM and the medical people are telling that GM because if they're telling them, that general manager, hey, listen, don't take this kid, you can't do it, and you're a GM who trusts your medical personnel, you're not taking the kid. You're just not. He's out of the equation. So, Jeff, a lot of the talk up here locally has majorly, mainly been focused on Kevin Love and what the Celtics need to do to acquire him in any way, shape, or form. 
Well, what I haven't heard is if that doesn't happen, who are the potential draft player, draftable players that the Celtics could grab with that 6th and 17th spot? Could you shed some light on that for me and let me know who the number one priority guy would be for the Celtics? And nobody wants Plan B. Everybody wants Plan A because Plan A worked last time around with you know trading Ray, you know for Ray Allen and then getting KG and then you win a title. And but you know, listen, the stars aligned with that one. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to align with Kevin Love. I think he's more likely to go west than east. He's a Portland, Oregon native. He likes LA. Uh, he wants to go to a team that I think can compete right away for the playoffs, which the Celtics I think are still ways away from that. So plan B is, you know, the number six pick. I think you're going to have guys like a Julius Randle, maybe a Noah Vonley, Marcus Smart. Uh, Marcus Smart's a you know, big, tough point guard from Oklahoma State. And if you took him, well, does that allow you to make a deal and, and deal Rondo? Uh, Vonley's skilled, local kid for Lawrence, uh, played really in the post last year at Indiana, but far more skilled, 6'9", huge hands. Uh, really a lot of upside. I, I kind of question a little bit of his killer instinct, but he's a great kid who I think is going to get a lot better. Julius Randle, Kentucky freshman, 6'9", 250, just big, strong, athletic. Draws comparisons a little bit to Zach Randolph. They're both lefties. Randall's more athletic than Randolph. Uh, Randolph a little more skilled. There's a little bit concerns with, with Randall and his foot injury that he sustained as a senior in high school. He's going to probably need to have surgery, but it's more of a, a a deal for down the road. You know, he played 40 games and played 40 pretty good games at Kentucky, so it's not affecting him now, but it's more just to kind of make sure that nothing happens down the road corrective. Uh, so those are three guys that I think really could be in the port. Aaron Gordon is the other one from yeah. Arizona, a freak athlete guy. kind of a Sean Marion, Kawhi Leonard type a little bit. Not a great shooter, uh, but plays hard, great defender. I just worry about if you're going to keep Rondo and you put Rondo and Aaron Gordon out there, you got two non-shooters out of your five, and I'm not sure that works well. Well, that's my, my concern here. And obviously you want to just draft you know, the best player. You don't want to look at your own team because it's not a very good team right now. But you do have Jared Sullinger. So if you are looking for a power forward, you get both those guys on the court at the same time. Like, Could any of those guys like you're talking about kind of dwarf into that three? I know you got Jeff Green here, but if Sullinger's going to be here for a while, do you, do you draft another guy that's kind of the same spot as Sully and just say, oh, we get two fours. of them? Right. They're really all doing Sully a little bit. But, you know, the, the one thing is you could play like a, a Randall, even a Vonley. He played the five. He's not going to be happy playing the five. Um, here's, my, here's my trade. Here's my trade of, of – what I might do if I was Boston. I don't know if Denver would do this one, but here's my trade proposal, okay? You know, I, you like to play this game. Where we you love it. Good trades. Ready? What if? All love right. It. All right, so I got Rondo and Kelly Olenek going to Denver for Ty Lawson, Kenneth Fareed, and the, and the number 11 pick, which would turn into, I think, like a Nick Stauskas. All right. Now, do you, Great do you, shooter. Do you have to give up six? Are you drafting smart there? Is that, is that what you're doing? Well, yeah, I mean, you could, you still have pick six and seventeen with that. So you could, you could absolutely, you have Ty Lawson, those your point guard. So you don't have to draft smart. You can draft Randall, Gordon, Bonley if he falls, and you still got seventeen too. That you could maybe take a shot on, on an Alfred Payton if he's still there, or a point guard that maybe you know could be a good backup point guard. I just think, 
I don't think there's that big a difference as people think from Ty Lawson to Rajon Rondo. I don't. Well, I know. I, you love Rondo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan. And the funny part is, guys, so I'm here in Bristol right now at ESPN, and uh, he was here yesterday doing numbers uh, never lie. Does he know? Does he look at you and like, man, you crush me all the time? I don't know. You know, like we did an interview in the preseason uh, on media day. I sat down with him for a while. He was actually really good. You know, I, I like, like, I love his skill set and his talent and everything. I just, you know, you talk to everybody who's ever coached him, and he's just so high maintenance. And, you know, like, look at guys. When, when he's asked after the Kevin Love meeting at Fenway, he's asked that question, and he responds with, like, yeah, it was 39 seconds. Like, why would you say that? Like, why wouldn't you say, yeah, like, I talked to him, and I told him we'd love to have him here. Well, maybe he doesn't want to let us know. <laughs> so, wait, just, just, just to go back, uh, Goody, you, you, if, you were the Red, if you were the Celtics, rather, sitting at six, you would not take Joel Embiid? Uh, I probably would not. No, I probably would not. I think you need – listen, again, if number six were last year, I would do it. Right. Number okay. six this year is going to be a good, a good player, a chance to be – you know, not a franchise player, but a chance. If you evaluate correctly, the number six pick could be could be a good number two guy on your team. Okay, mm-hmm. like I think Julius Randle could be a good number two guy. He's not going to be a number one, but he could be a number two or a number three. I think you take that. You take that and run with it. If you're confident in that player, whether it's a Randle, a Vonley, uh, an Aaron Gordon, who's only going to get better. Like Gordon's a killer. Gordon and Randall are both kind of killers. Bonley's got so much potential, uh, and he really played well last year. I mean, he rebounded the heck out of the ball at Indiana as a freshman, and he, he's just so big. All those guys are like big, strong, athletic dudes. All right, so Goody, uh, at 17 now, the Celtics, obviously, you know, we're talking power forwards at that sixth spot. I'd like to see, like, a wing player. Is, is T.J. Yeah. Warren kind of just jumping up the board to the point where he wouldn't even be there at 17 in your mind? I like him. I like T.J. Warren. I like P.J. Harrison, who's a great, great shooter. There'll be wings there. That's where you want to take a wing at 17. Jordan Adams, kid out of UCLA. T.J. Warren's not a great athlete, guys. Uh, Played his prep school ball in New Hampshire, but he just has a knack for scoring. The one thing you worry about a little bit, he didn't make threes, which is kind of worrisome, but I think he'll get better at that. I think he'll be a pretty good shooter in addition to a scorer. Uh, people like the Paul Pierce comparison. That's a little high. Uh, but I, I think you're going to get a pretty good wing player. Like, at, at 17, you can get a guy that's certainly a good rotation wing and maybe a really good shooter, at least. P.J. Harrison's probably the third-best shooter in this draft behind Nick Stauskas and, and Doug McDermott. The last thing I want to ask you, Goody, you know, the talks out of Minnesota – it does seem like they want players, as opposed to draft picks with the Celtics, obviously probably could give them the best package. Is that, is that the right move, to, to, to lose love and want to get players, guy like Clay Thompson and maybe uh, David Lee in return, or should they, would they be better off getting uh, draft picks and building that way? No, I think you get players. You get established players, because already now in this draft you're seeing there's, there's question marks. You know, this draft was supposed to be, you know, the draft of the, of the decade or the century at one point. Now it's a good draft. It's not a great draft. It's a good draft. So I, I think you take, you take something that, that's already established. Uh, you take a guy, you know, Clay Thompson, who you know, I mean, he averaged 17 a game. He's really good. David Lee, he's overpaid. But, you know, again, he's been productive uh, in the league. 
So I, I think you go with the players rather than the draft picks. All right, Jeff Goodman, ESPN. Goody, we appreciate it, man. Draft's less than a week away. Uh, enjoy all these guys you've, you've watched all year long. So I'm sure it'll be a fun week for you. If you need some help on the on the switchboard there, just let me know, all right? Appreciate it, man. Now listen, you know one thing I know how to do is dump you. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Take it easy. That's Jeff Goodman. ESPN. Take that, Jeff. Take- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.